As I watched Danny's little round ass, the same one that I'd eaten the night before, prior to finger-fucking her to six orgasms. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. I live upstairs from you. Yes, I think you've seen me before. You went there because he had a lesion on your groin. That's why you went to the doctor on June 11th. Not because of what was on your face. You also spoke to him about it, but that's not why you went to him, because you'd been treating that yourself for 11 days with Neosporin. Wait, what's that now? Jay, do you fuck the pillow? Yeah, my same question. Oh, yeah, guys. I fuck my pillow. <laughs> I'm sorry, my tone was off. Yes, I 100% fuck my pillow. <laughs> Welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's still exhausted from the Elton John post-Oscar party, where he's known by the codename Rocket Man. It's Matt's biggest night of the year, and not just tips. If the price is right, the whole damn thing. Rocket Man. He's not the man you think he is at home. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you, uh, did you go to any post-Oscar parties this year, Matt? Why is it Rocket Man? Because it's a guy that is a, commutes on an airplane, correct? Uh, no, he goes to space. I thought it was no. He's like the song. It's just my job five days a week. I thought it was about a guy that travels for work. No, it's a, a guy who goes to Mars. Well, how's it? <laughs> he's he's actually goes to Mars, and he leaves his family behind. Well, I know he says Mars ain't the type of place to raise your kids. He's a he's a well. I think it's a, a, perhaps an, a, an allegory for a lonely guy. Yeah, but uh, uh, he is Rocket Man, and uh, I, I'm assuming this means you didn't go to, as Rocket Man to the Oscar Elton John party. I now don't like the song. If Not it's actually about a rocket man. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I tried to go last year because I have a fake press pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love your fake press pass. But I uh, I didn't uh, get in because my <clears throat> when I dress up, I it's just not as good as no you look like a 12 year old and uh, having, a bar mi having a bar mitzvah or something <laughs> yeah. like that so yeah. people just don't look right in, in in grown up clothing yeah i've noticed that for sure uh the uh party looks horrible by the way the party i'm assuming the food is pretty awesome i guess and the drinks are free that's a nice thing there's probably a lot of sluts there there oh oh my favorite part about the whole oscars is when like so all the people at the oscars who you know at the oscar itself get invited to the oscars are people who are nominated or people in the industry that are successful people or past winners get invited and so they all do their thing, and they go to the other. And then after the Oscar party, like all the milieu D-lister Hollywood people come, mm -hmm. the models, all that stuff. Like Kendall Jenner was wearing a vagina-bearing outfit. Like all the Kardashians show up, all the you know the slutty chicks show up. It's just like a barrage of like a Vanity Fair party. Right. So all the people who never actually don't have, any, assuming the people in the Oscars have talent, the people who don't make the Oscars who don't have talent, Show up and have party, <laughs> like yeah. like you imagine like, like it's like the bench players, like the bench players in the NBA showing up for the All Star Game party. I know it's. <laughs> what about the the seat warmers? What do they do with those people? Just shuffle them out. I think they get shuffled out because it's it's over half, uh, just fake people, right? Yeah, they're seat fillers because people go backstage, they go to the bathroom, whatever. They don't. Ever, although I saw it a few times, they don't ever want to show f uh, seats in the front of the audience that are empty. Mm -hmm. I think these celebrities leave a lot to use to fix their makeup and to go to the bathroom and do whatever the fuck do whatever the fuck they're doing. They don't want to sit there and watch all that crap. I would I would be gone until it was my time. <laughs> yes, I would be <laughs> drinking somewhere. I'm not sure you lied. I feel bad. Uh, we're going to talk about it in a moment. But I just feel bad for every black person in the audience that you had a camera trained on you constantly. 
uh, for your reaction. Well, they didn't have that many black extras. I think they wanted the actual black nominees to stand out. Yes. I didn't watch it very as thoroughly as you did, I'm sure, but there weren't a lot of random black people. No, they could have used... I just don't think anyone knew any black people to actually go to outside <laughs> of the actual celebrities. This week's show is sponsored by Lena Dunham's inspiring quote that she's the fattest, fattest she's ever been and the happiest, and her fans impl- applauding her empowerment. If people were wal- walruses and empowerment meant suicide by cupcakes, this just might make sense. By that logic, <laughs> just keep gaining weight. You'll be even happier. You'll, you'll get up to 1,000 pounds, and you'll feel really healthy and fulfilled. What a stupid thing to say. Lena Dunham's obesity already. <laughs> Just your sex fantasies accordingly. No, she actually wasn't fat. She was fat, and then she lost a lot of weight, uh, as a matter of fact. She did this whole thing, like, probably a year and a half ago, where she lost, like, 60 pounds. And she was, like, slender. And she took a lot of shit for it. She was still unattractive, but she was uh, not slender, but she was, you know, actual height, weight proportionate. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing like normal, normal clothing again. And she took a lot of shit for it. And she then gave a rant about how empowering that was uh, to, to have lost weight or so forth. But all her fans who were fat got angry at her. And uh, then she just got fat again. And now she's the fattest she's ever been. And uh, she, which is fine. Fucking be fat. If you want to be fat, be fat. And if you want to be happy being fat, be happy. But, the fact that, the, that it's being couched as an empowering move, like this is her, like all her fans are applauding her, saying like you're back, like you're so inspiring to be the person you want to be and be happy in your own body. That just seemed, whether it was Ashley Graham who was attractive fat or Lena Dunham who was unattractive fat, how can you possibly have that as an inspirational mes- as an inspirational message? It's very tenuous. I mean, of all the people I've known who have sort of gone up and down in weight, I know for a fact that close friends of mine <laughs> have never been happiest when they're fattest. No. In fact, it's the exact opposite. No. And I could say that for myself, which I never was fat, but I know that if I'm not taking care of myself and I put on, you know, at one point I put on like 10 pounds and it's because I was fucking miserable. Uh, well, you have a different outlook than Lena Dunham. By the way, you're going to have to look at her new obese pictures in her lingerie now uh, <laughs> to see. Now, of course, she's not. She's the, she is the happiest she's ever been just because she enjoys eating. But, you know, is she truly happy? I have fucking... Again, I don't care what she wants to do. I just care how the media frames... How the media well, everyone frames enjoys it. eating. I've been going out with random chicks, you know, for quite a while now. And I swear to God, almost every single one of them says, like, I love food. I'm a foodie? Like, I, I just love food. I love yes, food. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think everyone, like, kind of by definition loves food. I don't know what that means. These chicks are all 110 pounds. Right. Um, I don't know if it's an overcompensation thing. They're vom- they're vomiting in the bathroom. <laughs> I tell you, my uh, uh, I don't know if I tell you a story. My brother one time took out a, 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 a woman. I think I had several dates. This is in the past because he's a, a happily married man now. But uh, um, he took her out, and then he found out that she was uh, bulimic. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm not taking you to dinner anymore. <laughs> like, it's just like, you're just gonna, why would I take you to a nice dinner if you're gonna, if you're gonna throw it up? I'm happy to take you if you're gonna eat it. Yeah. But I'm not gonna pay for you to, to, to dine and then vomit up the, <laughs> up the food. I think he was half joking, but also it's a little disturbing. Like, okay, look, if you don't like to eat, let's not go out to dinner. We can find, we can find, we could do uh, 60 minutes of cardio. Right. If that's your, if that's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Think, if you think about like your parents, like with the kids starving in India, and not only are you not eating your peas, you're actually eating food and then just vomiting up so you don't digest, digest it. It's definitely a waste of food. Plus, you know, vomit is is gross in, in terms of, you know, when you ever vomit, 
even for like the next two days, your mouth isn't quite right. Yeah, yeah. it's particularly bad for your. I think those bulimics get bad teeth. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't recommend that. Although Lena Down maybe like a year of bulimia wouldn't really kill her. Do not forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash last minute earth. Thanks to all our new patrons. Get on this shit now before it disappears. This whole gig economy may go away. Who knows what's happening? If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. <laughs> Matt, I don't want to talk about gangly, strong high school athletes. Maybe this reminds you of yourself, uh, minus the strong part, just the gangly. Yeah. Uh, so this big story going around. So two transgender, I don't know, I didn't know they had transgender girls in high school now. I guess that's, I mean, I know there was this gender dysphoria identify as a girl thing, but actually like boys living as girls in high school, like sophomores in I high mean, school. There's now? the. I'm pretty sure they have the guy that wears the dress and everyone's like, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, actual transit, actually transitioning people in high school, like sophomores. You're in high about school, these these sixteen year old kids are in Connecticut messing with their genitals. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know that they're allowed to have surgery before they're eighteen, but they're certainly on on hormones, and they're certainly transition. They're living as they're boys living as girls. They've had everything else done. It looks this like can't be too common. Uh, well, I think it's becoming more common. I'm not even sure that should be legal to give them hormones. I don't think. So. Well, they start some of them at eight or nine years old now in this hormone stuff. And uh, it, that, which is just seems like child abuse. And even 15, 16 seems like I've always said, like, whatever you want to do when you're 18, you want to fuck yourself up, uh, provided you don't have a mental health hold on you. <laughs> you know, the guys want to get a face tattoo or fucking uh, plunge a bone through your nose or whatever you want to do or fucking ear gauging. Uh, go ahead and do it. You know, I mean, you're fucking look like a tool, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think my philosophy would just be like nothing permanent. Like if you want to have a purple mohawk, if you want to dress like a total fool. In high school, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like I wouldn't care, but it's like, yeah, you're not getting a face tattoo. You're not getting something you're going to regret. And you're certainly not going to like take hormones that mess with your bone density. And especially when you're nine or 10, you have no idea. I was convinced when I was nine that I was going to play in the NBA. <laughs> now, if my parents pulled me out of school and put me into the AAU or something, yes. that would have been flagrantly abusive, frankly. It reminds so. me of the uh, South Park episode where I think it's Stan or Kyle. Kyle wants to be a basketball player, but he's a short Jew. So he gets a black, black, uh, 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 trans-black uh, surgery. They <laughs> make him black and taller. He can play, he can play so he can play basketball. Yeah. Uh, so these two girls, uh, two trans girls, uh, formerly boys in high school in Connecticut, once again swept the state finals in track. Boys taking... Do we know they're taking the female hormones? Uh, I believe... No, actually, I don't think we know. We're not allowed to know what their specific regimen is. I think we're pretty clear they've not had any sur any surgery because it's not allowed at that age. And they wear the female track outfit? Wear the female track outfit. Because that's just, I mean, that shows everything. It's like bike shorts and, uh, and, yeah. Oh, I thought it was the the tights, like the Hulk Hogan. Oh, no, no, no. I think they wear, uh, it looks like bike shorts and like a half, oh, half so top. so you can't see their Well, stuff. no, it's, they're tucking, they're definitely tucking. Um, to so that, run with your I don't balls know. tucked behind your taint? That's a disadvantage. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> so uh, they swept the finals again the, in the Connecticut State Finals. Uh, one of the things Lesser mentioned, that these are seem to, seem to be from the photos, the only two black girls, boys, trans girls, the only black people on the team, on the girls' team. Hey, by any means possible. <laughs> so it may be. If you got to come up, you got to make that money. I mean, if this is well, maybe two years of embarrassing yourself and then you you know all of a sudden you got to scholarship to uh, NYU or whatever. Yes. But also, I was thinking, like, if you're the only black kids in the state of Connecticut running track, 
you probably have a huge advantage to begin with. True. So, uh, they, I mean, they're already tall. They're, now they're boys, so they're taller and more muscular than the girls. So now here's the big the fallout. Now, finally, people are being forced to address this issue of it's always boys uh, transitioning to girls who want to play sports. Uh, and the LGBTQ community has stood strong in the fact that T is the same as L or T is the same as girls. So a trans girl is the same as a girl. Therefore, they cannot be denied the sports opportunities. And they'll shut down any fucking conversation you have that says otherwise. Because even Martina Navratilova, God forbid, like the lesbian icon of sports icon. I can't even think of a lesbian sports person who came out before her. Um, she came out like in the 80s. Yeah, I think she might be the first, actually. Yeah, at, at the height of her career as a, le- as a lesbian player. And she's, been, she always, she's on like a million different uh, gay and lesbian board, charity boards, and all this stuff. In fact, little known fact, she actually hired a trans woman... As her tennis coach, uh, back in the back in the day. Oh, you mean the trans woman that dominated tennis? Yes. Before her. Yes. Uh, she actually hired Billie Jean King. Uh, no, uh, that's the no, woman. No, uh, uh, Renee Richards. Renee Richards. Yes. Back in the day. Yes. Like pulled the stunt, and then everyone just didn't do it for another 30, 40 years. <laughs> I guess they thought it was kind of unseemly, but uh, but she used her as a tennis coach. So she obviously had nothing against trans people. She's obviously pro gay. But she got kicked off. She wrote a column in the uh, British newspaper, basically just saying science that it's unfair for boys who become girls to compete in athletics against girls who've always been girls because of the huge muscle and, and other differences that boys grow up with. Um, so if they if they were transitioned at zero, they would still have an advantage. But being transitioned at fourteen, or thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, growing up as boys, competing in sports as boys, they have a huge advantage. And for that science, uh, she was kicked off of a very prominent LGBTQ charity for turning against tea. Do you think she cares, or do you think she's kind of pissed? I think she's pissed. I think, as you know, I believe the, the next coming Armageddon is trans versus lesbian. <laughs> I think that's coming down the line. I think we saw that with the woman uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago in the Baltimore, who was kicked off the Baltimore board because she called out the fact that a, man transi- a male rapist transitioned to a female to be able to go into a female prison, wherein with his dick he then raped two more women, two more women in the female prison. That should be a movie, <laughs> yes. like a Fairly Brothers romp. <laughs> Just a hilarious <laughs> transgender rape movie. Yeah, yeah, like the evil, like a sort of a serial rapist who has this ingenious plan, but yeah. set, to, set to music. We'll have Martin Lawrence play the lesbian. <laughs> he probably could. Uh, so I think this thing is. I think the lesbians and the feminists, non-lesbian feminists, which I guess there are a couple of those. Uh, are starting to see that men, who they hate more than anything else in the entire world, may be either intentionally or unintentionally gaming the system, which is, as Navratilova said, they can. she gave the example of a golfer. I don't know why, but I guess they're all male golfers. It seemed like somebody who was fit and sharp in, in female golf could win easily. It's almost like the worst example she could have given. Yes, but I think she's in a tennis and golf Maybe world. she's trying to minimize the... The raw athleticism, because even in something like golf, like certainly men are stronger, but um, men also have a faster reaction time and uh, yeah, and, and different uh, physiological advantage. In track, you think it'd be bigger, Just besides muscle mass. You but know? if they could hit thirty percent further than all the women on the tour, yeah, then it's a, obviously a, <laughs> that's a massive advantage. No one could, and they're hitting from the women's tee, by the way, which is already forward. Are the people disputing this? 
biology are, are they being real with themselves or are they just totally brainwashed are, i think there's two are they I think, liars i think there's two schools of thought in the defense of this the, the people that are defending this one is the people who believe in fake science which is actually literally people that argue that social science is an equal branch of science mm-hmm. and they will point to social science studies showing that people born the wrong gender are actually really that other gender whatever that means so they'll say like you know, a boy, someone was born a boy, but was supposed to be a girl equals girl based on social science studies. And, you know, again, there's no biological and anatomical anthropological evidence of this, but they will then all of a sudden raise like psychology to the level of a hard science. Right. And so they say if psychologically someone believes it, then it's true. And then the other larger group is just people that tell you to shut the fuck up and kick you out of shit. And, and, and try to get you banned on Twitter <laughs> or like this shut you just shut down the conversation because what they go call you a trans they just call you a transphobe, which is what she was called. Just like their religion. Basically. Yes. It's it is a religious thing. So so here's the, the, the crux of this is like we saw this with Mac Beggs in Texas, the the guy who's wrestling as a girl, and it's not even his choice in that case, but he's dominating. But now all these girls can't win anymore in sports. So they weren't able to go to the regional finals, these top other girls who would have won, wherein all the colleges show up to give out college scholarships to see who should be on their track teams. So they denied track scholarships. They can't win. One girl, because they're not allowed, like in high school, I guess, I'm far away from high school. I don't know. But if you go to a progressive high school now or in a progressive state, you can never speak ill against trans people because it's just not in vogue right now. So the track girls who are losing have to kind of say, like, oh, we feel great for jerry for, for winning yet again but they got one girl out, off the record who basically said it's really it's really demoralizing knowing you can't possibly win because these boys now girls are just dominating the sport and then the, they interviewed the the girls the trans girls who won and one of them said literally said that like she didn't feel bad about winning because being transgender being a former boy with just one advantage and a whole pool of advantages and disadvantages runners face like, everybody comes to these events with different advantages and disadvantages. And this is just one of my advantages. Other people have other <laughs> advantages. Like, like, what? I was thinking, like, what? Like, okay, so, like, yes, I have a massive muscle, muscle memory and muscle mass advantage. <clears throat> Whereas you have, like, a really nice hoodie, a warm-up hoodie. <laughs> so, you see, we both, have, we both have advantages here. We just need to we have, be broad-minded about this. That's... <laughs> I mean that is so like scraping the bottom of the barrel for rationale as to. I mean, I, what do the parents think? Like, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, "So you think that having a dick and balls is like?" <laughs> and I don't even know. Let's just say you're dirt poor. That still trumps like Ivan Drago's training facility any day of the week. Well, yes, because a, a dirt poor, strong, fast people still excel in sports. And they fill the, uh, the entire NBA and NFL ranks of those people. I mean, if we want to do a basic scientific study, we just take, uh, take the hot girl in school, Emily, uh, you know, cheerleader, and go, uh, hey, you're going to shoot up testosterone for uh, a year, and then you're going to uh, play linebacker. And then Emily will die a <laughs> painful death. And we can all agree that uh, clearly there's more at play here. I mean, it's... I, it's I'm not sure not that even... experiment will, go for, will be approved. <laughs> Well, I, I don't want Emily to die, but I'm just saying to no, no one can be honest if, if you simply look at these trans girls standing next to the biological girls. It's um, 
it's it's just not an honest conversation. Well, we talked about the guy. I forget his name now. My hero down in Australia playing handball. He used to be the handball champ, male champion. Now he's dominating the female ranks. And just those photos of him twice as large as everybody else. And then, you know, he had the same thing, which is, you know, like, I'm now a female. So if you look through that prism, they're like, you're discriminating against me. I think in this case, because they're also appear to be the only black people on the track track and field team, you have a double whammy of, of sort of uh, political correctness, which is you can't call them out uh, for being the trans because they're also the only two black kids in the school. So I can see how people, parents and so forth, are very reticent to, to, you know, to, to criticize what's going on. Yeah. And even if the girls, even if these trans girls are earnest, forget the, game, forget the ones gaming the system, because most of these cases really seem to be, even the weightlifter, the Aussie weightlifter, <laughs> who used to be a guy who's winning everything, they seem to earnestly be people who want to be women. But it's still incredibly, even if their intentions are earnest, it's still incredibly unfair. And I think you have to say at some point there are going to be certain categories like, say, female prison or female sports, where if you used to be a dude, you were just not allowed to compete or to live in this. You know, I think the lesbian in Baltimore called it like a a female-only space. There just need to be female-only spaces. Yeah. For, for equality and safety reasons. And if you want to transition as a, as a man to a woman, great. But there's certain things you have to give up. And this seems like sports, competitive sports seems like one of them. I mean, I guess if you lost every time, you'd be okay, nobody would care. I'm looking at the, uh, at the girls now and uh, at, the, at the trans girls. And this is not what I thought. This is not two dudes whose parents convinced them that we're going to, you know, now you're going to suffer through this and then get the scholarship now. and never run track again. Um, no, they, they, you know, they definitely have a huge physical advantage, but they do seem to be quite girlish for men. Certainly not. They're not girls. Uh, they're definitely not girls. They're, I mean, by their uh, size biceps are yes, their size. quite large. Yes. Um, to an impossible degree for a well, I think girl to entertain. But she's sitting like a girl in a cute little provocative pose here. Maybe she always wanted to be hair. a girl. But she, here's the thing. You can't get over that. You can't get over the muscle and, and, and the dexterity and the, and the reaction and reflex difference. You just can't. There's no way to. There's no way to. What would you do? Come with a drug that makes you weaker and lose muscle mass and so forth. I mean, it'd probably kill you if they came up with that drug. There's no way to give up your strength. So how would you measure it, or would you just say in the, in this in, in this sport, in, in sports, you have to be, it's just a biological born thing, unless you've been living for a woman and you have, uh, like, in, uh, for, for 10, 20 years? Well, the Olympics now, so the Olympics has a standard of, of your estrogen levels. Mm-hmm. So your estrogen levels have to test to a certain level before you can compete in uh, uh, those Olympic-sanctioned events. But I could take estrogen and probably have that level in a couple of weeks. But it probably, maybe it's over a temporal, like over a year's time or so forth. Right, they can measure, like, the spikes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's measured over, it's measured, you are tested regularly. You have to be at a certain estrogen level that's in the female category of estrogen levels. At it's, least that's somewhat, you know, going to take away your. At least it's going to take away your your testosterone strength. It's still a massive advantage, though. I mean, dude, I wouldn't doubt how many of these Russian and Chinese athletes. Oh, yeah. have been <laughs> dudes Trans- forced to be transgender to compete. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course they are. Like over the course of years and years and. Which and they fight. They probably it used to be the whole thing, and like the East East German teams in the Olympics, they would give so much roids to their females that they actually most of them end up becoming men. You know, later in life, 
Right. They actually were just transitioned through force of steroids. They were given so much testosterone to compete in the Olympics and win the female events at age like 18 and 19. That by the time they were 30, they just became... They just became yeah, it became like a comedic trope. Like, yes. Like they actually kind of resembled men in female tracksuits. They did, and they, but they actually became, lived as men for the rest of their lives. Well, what are you going to do at that point? I mean, they'd lost all their, they chemically lost all their femininity, whatever they had. So they just sort of just by default became guys for the rest of their lives. I mean, what I'm saying is their whole lives were kind of destroyed after that, yeah. which is fucking horrible. I don't know what happens to these, these girls, but it seems to be you've got to have some sort of cutoff. I mean, forget the, again, forget the people who are intentionally trying to game the system because that's something you and I would think of. Yeah, <laughs> and some and some and people will think of it. There'll be ho- there's always a guy who's going to try and get in the girls' room at, at at school. There's always a hoaxer like that. But just even the earnest people have such a huge advantage, like Mac Beggs and winning the state title every year in, in wrestling in Texas. It's just not fair to girls who were born girls. It's so, simply not fair. So we'll probably reach some kind of compromise on this. But I think both sides will agree the sort of gender fluid. I I decided I'm a girl today. Um, even though I, you know, I have a dick and I want to run again, I think that will probably be phased out. It's you would think so. First of all, this seems very inappropriate for high school sophomores. Like this seems like an adult issue you should be dealing with, and not a like a, a young teen issue. Well, c- clearly they started it. I mean, I I don't know how you if if you started giving a baby or not a baby, but whenever you start producing uh, sex hormones at, at puberty, I guess or or younger. Um, if you started giving a, a boy estrogen early on, would he still have? He'd still have like bigger biceps. I would think so. I would think so because of the bone structure. Yeah, the bone uh, men have greater bone density. You see all the osteoporosis stuff women have. Yeah, uh, they have lower bone density. They have you know bodies built for reproduction and other things, whereas men have bodies built for endurance and things like track. So there's just there's no dis, there's no denying just like based on the results of the girls winning every uh, the trans girls winning every year is a de facto explanation of what's going on, which is they clearly have an advantage because they're winning like first there's two girls and they're winning first and second place every year. Could we just revert to like a panel? I don't we'd have to eliminate all kind of racist people and biased people, but just an eye test. Like no. Yes. That's not a girl. Yeah. That's a guy. Also just like a test of like, well, you just broke the world record, like, and you were jogging. <laughs> like, it's, it's not. That's just you know they look like when Barry Bonds suddenly hit like seventy five home runs, got like his hat size went three times, yeah, and he just like double. Or I mean, Bonds not a good example because he was always a good hitter, but like Brady Anderson, like of the Orioles in the nineties, went from like six home runs a year to fifty two, and you're like, wow, look at this guy. He must have worked hard this. <laughs> he must have worked hard this off season. What about this? Is not even a joke. I think this might be a good solution. Because when you see the LGBT, it is a separate category, T, right? Yeah. So just like separate we have the letter. Special Olympics, we have the you know the biological class, and then if, if they want to have a trans category, just like the Special Olympics, then the <laughs> trans people can compete. Not yeah. really. I mean, it's it's not the same thing. Well, it's you mean like having their, like the separate? Well, because they won't. They uh, they're fighting for. They don't want the separate bathrooms. They uh, they don't want the separate T bathrooms. They want the to go in the bathroom of their gender identification. Well, so bathrooms. No one's really competing in the bathroom. I, I don't mind the. There bathroom. There has to be some issue here. I think the bigger thing is my transver- transverse lesbian f- battle that's coming, because the, the the gay people are suddenly realizing that trans people are not biologically the same as they are. That one is a, a best a psychological condition. There's no biological evidence for trans transgenderism. Uh, 
and that these are you know men or women choosing to change genders and these are not people who are born with a biological precondition like they are and i think the battle's coming i really think the battle's coming and especially the more men the more men let's face it one thing lesbians hate more than anything and feminists hate more than anything is men the more men start gaining advantage in this the more they're going to fucking just get pissed off and, and go to war do you think they hate trans men more than regular men? Uh, n- uh, no, not in their public speech, but pro- I bet. I bet secretly. <laughs> I do too. I bet secretly, lesbian uh, coffee clutches. They fucking hate trans women. I do too. I bet they do too. <laughs> Matt, uh, Hollywood had a big night uh, this past week at the Oscars. I think you watched eleven minutes of it. It was the hostless, a hostless Oscars, which, by the way, I thought it was the best Oscars in a while, only because there was no, there was no host. So you get rid of the host, and along with getting rid of the host, you get rid of the stupid monologue. Why have a host now? You can't even make jokes about anything. No, but they make cliche. They make the same jokes every year. They come out to the same jokes. They point out Meryl Streep or Jack Nicholson in the audience. They do the, the insider Hollywood the cheeky jokes. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, absolutely nobody likes. Uh, <laughs> they're not edgy enough to be fun. Like Ricky Gervais of the Golden Globes used to do a funny version of that, mm-hmm. where he'd actually literally pick on people's weaknesses. Uh, <laughs> but these are all like Ellen doing Ellen jokes about celebrities, about, oh, how famous Mel Shreep is. Like, oh, another joke about that. Uh, you get rid of all the skits, the host skits they do. I thought it was, and I didn't watch all of it, but I, I definitely thought it was much more tolerable than, yeah, than years past. Because really, you just... If you're watching it, I guess you want to see who wins. You don't really watch it for the for the skits, do you? Skits or the old time dance numbers, or like they would do the big like Broadway production you numbers. You just want dance. to see that drama, that moment where yes, someone and wins a couple and, jo- and a few and a few jokes, and, and so they open. So first of all, they open with Queen playing Queen playing, which is great. I thought I didn't see that part. So instead of having a guy come out do a monologue or song and dance, they had Queen play with Adam Lambert singing, which is fine. It, it was a Bohemian Rhapsody night. So they Why didn't they have Queen. Rami Malek singing? Uh, I don't know that he can actually sing. Oh. And uh, then Tina Fey and, and and Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph did a little joke about not being hosts, and it was really funny. And that was it. And they didn't do that stupid skit where they have to bring people like commoners in from the street who don't know they're walking to the Oscars. They didn't do selfie moment, selfie stick moments in the audience with like begrudging actors and Ellen or whatever. Yeah, I remember watching the Ellen hosted one, which was a, what, a year or two ago. Yeah. And just being like, look, bitch, this isn't your dumb show. No. Like, uh, it is a dumb show in and of its own right, but it's just, it's not that kind of show. No, it doesn't need to be a skit show. It doesn't, it just should be an award show. And, uh, you know, do the performances and dedicate the stuff. And it could be two hours long or shorter. But here's what happened, Matt. So it was, uh, as you may remember, two years ago, it was Oscar So White. A lot of a lot of prominent black people didn't like the fact that there was not a single black actor nominated in the best actor role. Spike Lee boycotted the show. Some other people, although he wasn't invited. Uh, <laughs> the best is when you can boycott something you're not invited to. Were there any deserving like what if just statistically speaking that you know black people are fifteen percent of the population? Well, they're probably yes, but in Hollywood, you know, it's a little large. It's larger than that. Okay, so in entertainment, let's just say 25%, maybe. 25 okay. So maybe it was just an off year for black people. What is it going to be like, uh, you know, a Jack Nicholson and, uh, you know. T- uh <laughs> well, I think, it was, I think it was a point. I think it was not. It was a point that, that all those lousy, like, say, Moonlight, which actually won, by the way, the gay black movie. Mm-hmm. 
the, the, the Academy is, is heavily Caucasian, and they don't even bother to see those black movies. Therefore, they wouldn't even know to nominate them. But black people don't like lame, pretentious Oscar-type movies as much as white people. No, but they want... They pre- don't make those kind of But they of want movies. pretentious black people in the Academy to vote, like, if Beale Street Could Talk was this year. Yeah. The James Baldwin, uh, based on James Baldwin book. That was like the black suffering movie, dra- just drama, you know, another, another one of these ones. And they want black members of the Academy who then feel like, oh, a great black movie, I'm going to nominate that because we need more black representation. So they put Kevin Hart in the Academy. So yes. Kevin Hart's like, Soul Plane, best <laughs> yeah. movie of the year. You're no, like, no. The theory is that they're going to vote on like the important black films, which seems to have happened. Uh, it definitely happened. So this year, like, it was incredibly black. And by the way, when I say incredibly black, I mean incredibly non-Hispanic and non-Asian <laughs> because yeah, it was just black. It was I don't just know how black. black people cornered this market on <laughs> minorities in Hollywood. I don't, I don't. Well, because I'll tell you what happened is they had the had a, which is fine. They had a boycott. They had a protest. Oscar so white. It was unusual. You know, there was no black actors nominated and so forth. And there was, you know, Gary Oldman, Snoop Dogg. A dearth. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a dearth of whatever the point was. Without Spike Lee making the case for it, because he's a horrible person to make a case for anything, I think. But if Chris Rock, Chris Rock's making the case, other people make a case. Okay, fine. Hollywood. The Academy itself has an issue. So because black people were out front on that first, the reaction of all these scared white people in the Academy is to dramatically overcompensate for the people that are complaining, Yeah, which is black. They're like, oh, the blacks are complaining. We, we should have made a movie a year ago with black in the title, yes. like Black Mailman, and like it somehow would have got something. Well, black Klansman, Black like, Klansman. Black Panther. Like even. Yes, Black Panther. Best sound design. We would have won something, <laughs> yes. I'm telling you. So literally, it was, it was hard not to notice that they found every single black working person in Hollywood to be part of the performance, and also their guy in the in the control room who was cutting, it was it was calling the shots on the on the cameras, was just going to every black person in the audience they could find on every reaction. Like uh, uh, what's her name? Lady Gaga was giving uh, her speech about winning for best song or whatever she won for. Well, she won best actress, didn't she? And um, she gave a speech, and then they cut to like a black actress, like you know, like you know, uh, reacting to Lady Gaga. I'm like. Oh, okay. Well, like they did it like twelve times during the show. Yeah, they would just cut to black. Anytime it was a black theme thing, they would cut to a black person, and they would also cut to black people the other times. And they had a lot of black presenters. Uh, massive. Who I mean, was the hot black chick with the braids and the Jewish name? That chick was real hot. Whatever her name was. I don't know who that is. Oh yes, yes, yes. She's an up and coming. She's an activist. Black activist. She was in the. The Hate You Give, no, a black uh, 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 movie about black oppression. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, uh, I think she's only seventeen, Matt. You might have to wait a little while. Um, <laughs> but it, it was such an overconversation, and to the point, to the point that like the Academy voted, so they gave, as expected, a lot of awards went to Black Panther for all the technical awards, and then all the other awards went to Bohemian Rhapsody, and then Roma won a huge ton of awards uh, for, for everything that was artistically important. And then, and, and director, and then, of course, they give the best picture to Green Book, which was a shocker only in the fact that it had not really, Peter Farrelly won the award for writing, adapting the, adapting the story, or for writing the story originally. Um, but usually the best director, best actor leads into what's the best picture. Mm-hmm. So Green Book was announced, and it's like, it was like, oh, first of all, I was like, oh, of course, they picked the movie about uh, racism in the South and a, Maharsha Ali, a black guy. Who learns to gay to, black guy too? Uh, was he gay in the movie? Yeah. Okay, um, but not openly gay, right? He well, 
Uh, I know that no, he knew he was gay. Not out so much. Yeah, kind of out with his friends. Wow. Yeah. So they really, really a minority, like a Jesse Smollett almost. And uh, um, and, and then he makes any any befriends a white guy, a white guy befriends him, and they go through the racist South, and they become longtime fr- forever friends. Yep. A feel good racial <laughs> racial harmony movie, and they, I can see like the guys in the academy, like the old guy, the old like the Jewish guy. 80 going like, oh, we're supposed to blow up for the like the black film this year. Like, uh, <laughs> I didn't even see it or whatever. My wife said she liked it. Green Book. Yeah. And so they all voted Green Book. So Green Book wins. And now there's a massive backlash about the fact that Green Book was a whitewashing of racism in the South. The story itself, it wasn't black enough. Spike Lee's Black Klansman wasn't voted. He, he walked out and protested the Green Book winning. Uh, all sorts of the movie is inaccurate to what really happened. You would think like a ma- there'd be a massive celebration of like oh a movie about racism, addressing racism wins. Hollywood's so progressive, but no, they can't fucking win because their own people. They just it's just like a, a, they're not just progressive. They're old people. They're like scared people. Uh, they live in fear of saying the wrong thing. They just can't get it right. Just can't get it right. Yeah. Well, there is one solution. Just vote for the movie you thought was the best, regardless of the demographics of the movie. Uh, I don't know if that's it wasn't re- still possible. The Green Book got like a 69% of Rotten Tomatoes. Very low for a film of that. Green Book was like, book. it started out pretty good. It was a little bit on the corny side. Right. It, it wasn't the type of movie that, 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 that was shot the way an Oscar movie. It was very broad, you know? And... Um, so then a bunch of stuff happened, and at first the black guy and the racist Italian guy hated each other, and then they became kind of friends. And then at the end, suddenly, for no apparent reason, the the really racist family of the Italian guy, yeah, they all became not racist <laughs> yes. in one scene, and then the black guy came over for, I think it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, and they were all just hanging out and like watching football, and... Uh, it was that kind of thing that you see in movies, which is like kind of bad writing in a way, which is when some like a big change happens right away, but it's an, an, a sort of a forced happy ending. Just to tie it up, you know? Yeah, but I mean, yes, I agree. I agree that's not the best movie making, but it is like a feel good film about how blacks and whites can live together in harmony, right? That's sort of the theme, I assume, of this. That like it's the type of movie you show to eighth graders. Yes. To teach a lesson. Yes. Which makes it the perfect movie to win an Oscar. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't right, and it just wasn't the right. Uh, it was like within the slice of the right politics, but not the exact right politics. And now it's receiving huge backlash. And now all anyone's talking about is how horrible a movie Green Book was. <laughs> Before the Oscars, it was a great movie. Everyone had to see it. It was really educational. You should learn about this time period. Learn about Don Shirley, the other guy. See the real people. And now it's the worst movie ever. It was a total total catastrophe. Uh, it was racist itself. It was a whitewash itself. It, it wasn't even a good movie. It was educational because I'd never heard of Don Shirley, and I didn't. You weren't know. up on your '60s uh, classical uh, uh, pianist. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But I didn't know about the Green Book. I didn't know that was a real thing. I didn't either. But how could you give it to Spike Lee? Because if you watch Black Klansman, so Spike Lee was like, "We have to find a way for this black guy to do this nerdy." white guy impression where he's like hey buddy uh, yes. hey so when can we come by so here's why that movie should not have been nominated in the reality of this movie you have the adam driver character who doesn't talk like that he doesn't talk like a white guy like that right, right. so the black guy in his desire to do this white guy voice for his own amusement apparently <laughs> is risking getting his friend killed because he doesn't talk that way. So instead of listening to his friend talk and then mimicking his voice <laughs> right. he does a white guy voice that is 
like the opposite <laughs> of his buddy's voice, who has like a deep voice. Right. He does Eddie Murphy doing a white guy voice. Yeah. So I'm like, this movie is fucking dog shit right yeah. away. Like it was entertaining enough. I'm not gonna lie. I want to. I haven't seen it. I do want to see it, but I can. I, I don't understand how Bohemian Rhapsody, which in, in short is a movie about a minority gay coming out gay dude who gets AIDS and dies at the end of the movie, doesn't win because the guy dying of AIDS used to be a lock. A Philadelphia Oscar lock. Well, I think <laughs> like, I think that's that's why it got a lot of press. I, I think it's widely considered not a well made movie. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, it wasn't well made, but it was it made seven hundred million dollars worldwide. It was very popular. Right. I mean, that and Black Panther were clearly the only two films up there that anybody had seen, and uh, they got rid of that popular Oscar category because there was too much backlash against that. Mm. But it would have been nice if they just gave him, gave a fucking award to a movie that well, actually did really well at the box office. Yeah. And I thought Bohemian Rhapsody for sure. Like, here's a movie that did well. It's about a gay dude who dies of <laughs> dies of AIDS. It's music, feel good, everything else. You got Rami Malek. He's going to win Best Actor for sure. What about A Star Is Born on that level? Uh, a little a little different. I mean, it was two white people. I haven't seen that movie. Two straight white but people. I, I feel like that's probably a better movie. Yeah. Although. Uh, I did laugh when uh, uh, when Lady Gaga said, "I don't know if you saw. Did you see her and she and uh, uh, Bradley Cooper singing their duet?" Yeah, I'm so jealous of how much pussy Bradley Cooper's gonna. Oh be my getting. god! Oh my god! Well, he's got the Russian Victoria's Secret model wife now, but I'm sure he's getting some on the side too. I mean, when he came out holding the mic stand, oh and god. I'm like, wait, yeah. he doesn't even—he's not a singer. No, he so he sings in the movie, <laughs> and he sings on the in the Grammy. He won a Grammy, and he's sang at the Oscars, and then Lady, and you could tell he's just not a singer. And Lady Gaga said, I, Bradley, I couldn't think of another person in this entire world I'd rather sing this song with. And I was thinking, like, oh, what about a singer? How about Adam Lambert? <laughs> what about a guy who knows how to sing? Yeah, Adam Lambert. What about anybody who knows how to sing as opposed to just a really handsome guy who's your director who you let sing? For, it was bizarre. For and a vanity he, project. He sat down at the piano. Yes. And I was like, is he going to do a piano duet? <laughs> at this point, I'm like, is Bradley Cooper... Like some kind of super genius, <laughs> yeah. like th- just like the best guy of all time, like engineered in a lab, like a Soviet plant, basically. But no, he didn't play the p- piano. No, he, he put he his head on her. Sh- put his head on her shoulder. Like they pretended they were fucking. <laughs> for some just, reason it was, it was weird. R- it was really odd. Although again, he gets so much pussy, and uh, he just he's. I think he's hit McConaughey territory now, when he's just like iconic. Like he can just do whatever he wants, and women are gonna fuck him. It doesn't really matter. He can, do, he can do like overly cool things like the mic grab, like you said. Yeah. And just like pretend I'm gonna just pretend I'm a singer and women will scream for him. It's just like <laughs> it's just like why why not? Like Matthew kind of get up and just sing and women would scream. Yeah. And they wouldn't care that he couldn't sing. But with Lady Gaga, who actually has a great voice, it was just extremely apparent that he doesn't know how to sing. He doesn't know how to sing. He was just a guy crewing the low end notes of a couple of And it was songs. also extremely apparent that they were well. I don't know if they were pretending to be a couple or if it was just that performance thing. It was for the movie, yeah. For they're the trying movie. to have some chemistry, but I'm like, I don't think Cooper would fuck uh, Gaga. Oh, no, no. But no. I, I wasn't even that mad by it because I'm like, A, I like that he's unqualified for this, but they let him do it. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, how do you get your beard like that? Like, I want to find, <laughs> like, his guy. The trimmy, the perfect trim? Yeah, I just want to get the perfect <laughs> trim. So he's good looking enough that even I was like, well, this is really dumb, but, like, it's my favorite part. It reminded me of, uh, if they both, if he at least knew how to sing or she wasn't a great singer, it would have been a little more impressive. Well, do you think she sh- had some responsibility to not show him up? Well, he was the director. I don't think she has that bone in her body. No, he was a director and producer of the film, and, and they were playing out a love scene in the, in the song. 
So I'm definitely not going to see that movie. Although I heard it is the best of the four so far versions of that same movie. I might watch. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I got the whole thing already. <laughs> Matt, I want to ask you about uh, Robert Kraft. I call him Bob. Bobby. You wrote an article uh, this week. I don't think you're, you're not the only male who's defending Robert Kraft and his <laughs> sex trafficking. I love that like, headline. The headline could be Robert Kraft uh, gets a hand job, right? Or busted for hand job. Yeah. And everyone would go like, what the fuck? But they have to put like in the headlines, Robert Kraft busted in sex trafficking operation. Like, oh, what huge... the fuck is what the fuck is Robert Kraft up to in the offseason? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like what he's running sex trafficking compared to what he did that is such an uh, overstated way of it what, how is it the customer's responsibility to know where the employees came from i don't know like are you if, if you shop at like target where i go to target where i assume there's lots of illegal immigrants working am i supporting if i go buy socks there am i supporting the illegal immigrant uh, people dying in the desert at the at the, at the ice state operation stations in, yes you're involved no i think it's cuz he was doing something illegal because prostitution's not legal, but still, what are you That's supposed stupid. to ask your prostitute for a passport before <laughs> she sucks your cock? Try, try to rescue her, ask her to blink twice uh, if she needs to be saved from a, <laughs> living in living in a transport box or something. I mean, if you go into the uh, massage parlor and and you're like, because uh, I might have done this at one point, like, look, uh, give me someone you know, kind of on the younger side, right, as a masseuse. If you go in and say, look, I want someone that was brought here in like a coffin. <laughs> and then escaped out of like a hole. Yes. Yes. Then you completely deserve. Uh, also, they would have somebody for you in a second. Min <laughs> <laughs> Law is here. She weighs sixty pounds. Comes out in like the Halloween handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, no, I mean, well, yes, you're right. I mean, you, there are there are oper- there are like so like everyone in black black the blackfish or whatever came out with the thing about Sea World, mm. and everyone kind of said like you can't go to sea. What's it called? Blackfish. The documentary about blackfish. How, yeah. Black. How horrible the the, the uh, orcas were treated at Sea World. And then their attendance dip. And they said, if you you know if you go to watch the zoo or you go to the Sea World, you're sort of part of this animal abuse thing. And I thought I was kind of fifty fifty on that. I kind I, I agree with that. Generally, I don't you're like giving them your money. Yeah, generally, I I feel like you know they're not. When I go to zoo, I don't feel a lot of like responsibility for the animals. I also feel like they're probably doing better in the zoo. I know it's it's a, it's a big thing about they should be in the wild and die as opposed to getting three meals at hot, three hots in a cot at the zoo. <laughs> I kind of but I'm very anti imprisonment so I kind of understand. Well, they do that. have the bars up and the glass up there for a reason. I don't I don't think that's <laughs> correct they're voluntarily. Correct. But you don't need to go to a zoo. You don't need to go to SeaWorld. You do need sex, right? So, I mean, sex prostitution is uh, prostitution is the oldest profession in the world for a reason. It's that people physically require sex. How did you get the money to pay the prostitute? Wouldn't like farming be the oldest profession? I, well, I guess I guess it was trade. Like you give me sex, I save you from the saber toothed lion, right? Well, then it has to be tied with hunting, barter, some barter system. I mean, it used to be. I assume it was just rape for the first ten thousand years. Yeah, and then at some point, the women decide they won't be raped anymore, so the men started giving them rocks, like pretty rock, pretty rocks, or food or safety. And that was the became the oldest profession. I don't know. I mean, I assume during caveman times they just raped women all the time. There was that uh, 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 comedy routine about how men, you know, and women dated back in the caveman days. And basically, just took a club hit her on the head and ra- ra- raped her. Well, I think that might be part of how we separated from Neanderthals. It's like a certain group of uh, Neanderthals stopped raping and actually were sort of, you know, more into. Uh, 
I consensual sex? I don't know if consensual would be the right word. I mean, it was a long time ago. But at least they, they just didn't rape. And then the women started preferring these guys uh, to the uh, you know to the rapist monkeys. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, did they stop raping because they grew a conscience? Are they th- consciously awoke? No, they thought it would work better. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Yeah. Or the women just stopped letting them rape them. I mean, just made it so it was more just it was a more evolved strategy. So the women were then naturally attracted to these men that that were smarter, basically. Or at the very least, they were trying harder, like, like sort of like the the peacock, right? They were building nicer nests or trying to impress the women to get laid. Yeah. As opposed to just holding them down and raping them, which I assume is is a, a not the most pleasant way to have not the most pleasant way to have sex, unless you're one of those few people who actually enjoys rape, which is still a small percentage of the male population. But getting back to Robert Kraft's penis. <laughs> So he went into a, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, went into a massage parlor twice. By the way, in two days, Matt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know he went twice. I think he went to Florida just to go to this one massage parlor. Yeah, he has a house in Florida. They all, they, all the rich guys in the Northeast have big estates in Florida, um, and I, from what I can tell, half of Florida is massage parlors. And so it's like there's one in every block. It seems to be because they're always running in Florida. They're always running stings on. On the on the massage parlors, and there's lo- one on every block in West Hollywood and Hollywood too. Yeah, and they have to do the surprise when, like, surprise, there's prostitution, there's there's sex going on inside the massage parlors. Like, guys aren't actually paying unskilled, untrained Asian women to give them massages. They're yeah. actually there for sex. You want a massage? You go to Burke Williams. <laughs> yes, you don't go into a closet. You go to a physical therapist. You go to a physical the wall, therapist. Yeah, you go to a physical therapist, and there's like either a guy or a Bulgarian woman of. Matt with a mustache giving you, giving you a professional. Everyone massage. knows the deal. And by the way, what? So, if human trafficking is the issue here, as these police and sort of people that read the papers are claiming, if you're humanly trafficked, if you're trafficked as a human, does it matter if you give a hand job? I would say let's get these people out of here before right. they start having to give hand jobs. <laughs> right. What, what does that have to do with anything? If they were brought over illegally against their will. Do you have to wait until they suck a guy's dick? What kind of monster are you? <laughs> right? Right. I mean, that, it seems to me there's two issues. One is sex trafficking, which is real. Okay. They do go to Asia and these other poor places and, like, basically either give a little money or capture these young women, put them in fucking shipping containers, and send them off to cities around the world to be prostitutes. That actually happens, and that's fucking horrible. That needs to stop. Yeah. But... Going to like being part of that up up the chain where you're actually purchasing like a massage and a hand job, to equate that to the re- the guy who prosecuted the case came out and said like if we can stop the if stop the demand side then that's how we stop the supply side what like an idiot no that's doesn't we've tried that with every vice ever and that's never ever worked we tried that with drugs and we've tried that with cigarettes we've tried that with every other thing and sex and you can't. Or, Owning guns, you can't stop people from the vice. So they love. You say that to any dumb shit who's concerned about the illegal immigration problem. Right? You go, hey, hey, guy, you don't think if they punish the businesses that hired these people that the problem would go away? Well, yes, it would. So you don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. You're um, not gonna. Well, even if you even, like, okay, yes, theoretically, if men entirely across the nation stopped paying for sex, then the paid sex trade would stop. Just like if everybody gave up drugs tomorrow, the drug trade would stop. But we know from a fact of like the entire history of humans that this is not going to happen. Right. Men are not going to give up sex tomorrow. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Dwindle at best those dr- those anti drug things. You know, cut off the top one tenth of one hundredth of one percent of people who use drugs. In fact, it's sharper now than it was before the anti drug campaigns. Yeah, you can't stop people from wanting sex. And so here's my question to you, Matt, which I don't understand. If you're a seventy seven year old widower, 
Bobcraft, whose wife died like three years ago. And I don't know if she was giving him sex or not at that age. But you're a 77 year old guy, rich guy, poor guy, doesn't matter. Where the hell do you go to get sex? Like, where are you expected to have sex if you still, I don't know if at 77 most men still want sex, but assume you do. Well, he definitely does. Oh, of course. I mean, he's walking around with rocking a flavor flav <laughs> yes, and yes. clubbing at All Star Weekend. I mean, that guy wants some sex. He's got a hard on. His balls are his balls hurt. He wants to get he wants to get some kind of sexual engagement. That's part of his biology. Where is a seventy seven year old guy going to meet a woman consensually who's going to have sex with him? Well, Nevada, maybe. Uh, where <laughs> no, prost- well, you mean prostitution legal? But he's yeah. not going to find. So, what's he going to find? A seventy seven year old lady girlfriend? So no, but if you go like that's why more evolved countries understand this. If you go to the Netherlands, prostitution is legal. I'm sure they don't have a human trafficking problem. If you go to Nevada, the prostitutes aren't 17 year old Vietnamese chicks. They're you know 25 year old whores from Kansas with with, with muffin tops. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> too too large to be, but they're legal, so they can hire. They have to hire the pros. Well, but Robert Kraft, if you're a poor guy, you're probably just it's not happening for you. I I don't think unless you go to a massage parlor. Or you're poor like guy. That. You're probably dead at seventy seven. Yeah, and even <laughs> they might not even want to like see you at the massage parlor, frankly. No, but you may be. I mean, you're you're literally too old to date. Well, Kraft has two options. He yes. can go the uh, Donald Sterling route and lease a car to some skank and fuck yeah. her. Or, oh, the chick with the hood. I forgot the chick with the face mask. But I think she Kraft is a pragmatic man, and I think he's probably smarter than that. I don't like the fact that he only gave him 100 bucks each to the two girls. <laughs> yes. um, but where is he supposed to go? He's supposed to go to where he went. I mean, and, and not be harassed. If they want to shut the place down, that's fine. And like, if, there, if there's actually something bad going on, I totally understand that. But what is the part where you are like spying into his room and arresting the guy and keeping the girls there who are supposedly <laughs> the issue know. in the first place. And where are those where are those girls going after you arrest them? Now, so prostitution I think we could agree is a victimless crime in and of itself. If the if the female is willing. This whole sex trafficking thing has me a little heebie-jeebie because some of these girls don't speak English, they don't know where they're living, all that sort of stuff. They don't they're sort of forced into this. But in general prostitution when it's a fair transaction, guy wants a hand job, gives her 100 bucks. She, girl wants a hundred bucks. She gives him a hand job. Business done, right? It could be buying a fish. Yeah. Um, this is a little different in that there may be sex trafficking of Asian, poor Asian girls, underage or whatever they are, girls. But that's a separate criminal issue to me. That's not again. Robert Kraft is not participating in that in that trade. You can't blame him for that trade. And in fact, he's not even being arrested for that trade. He's being arrested for soliciting prostitution, right? Which is a infra- which is an infraction, like a parking it has ticket. Has nothing to do with anything. And if you want to criticize him for getting busted for prostitution, for getting a hand job at a massage parlor, you should probably look in the mirror cuz I'm sure you've done something yes, a course. lot worse than that. Of course. Um but I want I want to end on the very best part, which was the ESPN put up the ESPN literally put up in the Robert Kraft investigation like the investigation the media is running with this uh, they literally put up a timeline where like on whatever it was January 18th he goes to visit the massage parlor January 19th he visits the massage parlor <laughs> less than 24 hours later he's at the Kansas City at the a- pa- Patriots AFC Championship game yeah. like like what like he's not allowed like he's like he's gonna have weak legs from the game or something like <laughs> you've really broken a s- scandal here like he was he was ejaculating just 24 hours before the AFC <laughs> Championship game. Like it's so dumb, he can't recover. I was listening to some of that other the same stupid shit on ESPN, and they were like, "Well, I, I wonder what his suspension's going to be. Yeah. This could really affect the Patriots." It's like he's the owner. What? <laughs> he doesn't sit in the box. He watches the game on TV. Like, 
it's a slow news week, apparently. And do you think those owners, you think Jerry Jones, those owners want to punish a guy for getting a fucking prostitute? Punish another no. owner for getting a prostitute? Are they want to high five him. Dude, there's a reason that, <laughs> that Robert uh, Kraft, you know, came from, you know, really no no particular means to being a, uh, having $6 billion is because um, he's not letting some whore, uh, you know, drive his Beamer around. He's, <laughs> right. he's not buying a condo for some Instagram skank. He's um, <laughs> he's Jewish. He's going to the massage parlor and spending roughly $200 <laughs> for two girls. Yes. And uh, he's going about his day. Exactly. Exactly. And he's hurting nobody. He's got no criminal record to speak of after 77 years. And he's got nowhere. He's not even and cheap. he's awesome, by the way. And he's, he's not, yeah, he's awesome. He's like a cool guy. He's a cool dude. He just won actually like Jew of the Year award in the entire country, <laughs> like by the big, most prestigious charitable organization. I do usually present. Oh, a different one. Okay. Yeah, he he won like a the Gemini or some award for like the most charitable Jew of the year. Basically, um, he gives away huge amounts of money. He's he, he's very progressive. Like I think he actually cares about his community. Yeah, and, and by the way, he's. Had an awesome football team. <laughs> His football team is the best football team ever in the history of football. I mean, he's built an actual, uh, uh, like, the most successful football team ever in the history of the NFL. Yeah. And his players seem to love him. So I don't really understand. He's not harassing his secretary, you know. He's, no. He's not harassing he's not, the intern. He's not even cheating on his wife. She's died. He's like, just trying to get a, he's trying to bust a nut. Yes. And I, I, you explain, I, until somebody explained to me where, like, a 77-year-old widower is supposed to bust his nut, Without paying for it in one way or another, I, then I, it should not be a crime. It should be it should be totally legal. <laughs> Matt, we got an email from Leo about Robin Roberts. Did you ever see her interview with Jesse Smollett? Just uh, the highlights, clip, clips of it. So I think it was four or five days after the Smollett case broke. I think within the first twenty-four hours, everyone, I'd say ninety percent of the people thought it was real. 95% of people, then every like a 10% off every single day. You uh, think so? Yeah, I think originally. I mean, okay. like I said, I like to point to the fact that even Donald Trump wrote like an l- outrage letter about what happened to Smollett. Uh, now, he, ha- he had to do that, of course. But I mean, even he wrote a letter saying this is the most outrageous thing I've ever heard of. Uh, I don't think, he tr- yeah, even Trump does not want to see that kind of thing happen. No, no, but I'm saying even he jumped on board like right away. He jumped on board right away. Every single candidate, they call it lynching, all this stuff like that. But the days that followed when the new stuff and the other things and the videotape and those persons of interest and the fact that there was 60 seconds of missing tape started coming out, then I think it dropped to about 50% really quickly and started dwelling from there. So when when Robert Roberts did her interview with Smollett, I think there was definitely already a 50-50 on whether or not it was accurate or not at what point was terrence howard screaming at him on the set of his own show that was after he got arrested after but was, was this arrested. roughly the time that he did that interview or? no no well, well after well okay. after no the actors uh, howard i don't think actually went out there and supported him, but everybody else So this was like like the viewer was like okay let's see him clear this up i'm sure there's a reasonable explanation and uh, yeah we'll just hear him out and so robert roberts did like the softball of all softball interviews where she just doted on him and like basically gave him a forum to speak about racism and homophobia and to express how he's above it. He's like a Jesus character. He called himself all. the black Tupac. Calls the, the gay bl- Tupac, I'm sorry. The, gay Tupac. the black gay Tupac. Yeah, which I thought was already just Tupac. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, okay. But openly gay Tupac. And, uh, and then she just gave these like, by the way, fantastic actor, gave these completely bogus speeches about like how he was trying to ro- turn the other cheek 
and rise above this, but this is a horrible thing that but happens. But not technical answers. Just like, so... Speeches. So, yeah, so like, well, so what happened when they punched you? Well, there was a chill in the air. It's like, shut the fuck up. Well, but like, she didn't really ask, like, she asked, she teed him up, right? She set him up with like, okay, I'm going to give you this question so you can give an emotional response. But he wasn't... Right, they were emotional responses, but not... not um chronological what's the word i'm looking for they weren't like forensically no they, they weren't they like, weren't uh how did factual they, in nature they how, were just like interpretations how did this attack happen in 60 seconds or less why did you have a subway sandwich in your hand <laughs> why were you beat up by two guys uh, at negative 20 degrees in chicago and you have about a small mark on your cheek uh why why is it why is it you leave the noose on your neck for why 40 did you minutes say your rib was cracked but it wasn't yeah why why are you not this oh by the way after that he refused to turn over his phone to the police why are you not turning your phone over to the police? Why is your manager, who you claim you're on the phone with, not on record about any of this? Uh, there are all sorts of open questions at that point. Very, very open questions. She asked none of them. And she, I thought she embarrassed. I mean, had he turned out to be not a liar, I guess it would have been an okay interview. And at one point, he says, he gives his response, and she says under her breath, you can hear it, beautiful. <laughs> she actually later says beautiful. Like, you know, how could she, like... Wouldn't she as a journalist have more questions than, like, you or I even would have? This is like beyond Larry King. Remember, Larry King would do like the controversial figures in trouble going to Larry King because he never asked him a tough question. Right. So he could just softball it. He was just buddy with them. But this is beyond that. This is like she was looking at him and she cried. Then they cut away from the, from the segment, went back to live on the set, and she was crying. She was tearing up. Michael Strahan was trying to pretend like he, cared. he already knew that it was fake. <laughs> um, but, but Leo's question email is like, how does a journalist not suffer any consequences from being so, not just wrong on instinct? But so incredibly wrong, non non objective, not even bringing up the, the the questions about why it might be a hoax. This is not just a, this is not just a hindsight kind of thing that she was wrong, happened to be wrong. She was so very wrong. It would be like kissing OJ's ass in an interview like the day before the verdict. Or yes, something. yes. Although he is innocent, but whatever. <laughs> we all know what I'm talking about. Manson. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, but I mean, how how does like how does a journalist whose job is to be a journalist? Not suffer, not have to take a break. Well, she's not a real con- journalist, is she? She she definitely deserves she's a reporter. She's she a reporter. Some criticism for doing a bad job, but not just uh, a bad job, Matt. I mean, like an ethically horrible decision making job. Well, when everyone, when it was pretty apparent to anyone following it that he was lying, uh, the networks didn't want to say that, except no. except Fox, who was like, yes, uh, "Fuck this black guy." Right? Yes, like, of course. Um, but they never wanted to say he was. But they lying. broke the Fox in Chicago broke the broke the lying story. So. <laughs> I mean, it helps to be racist, I guess. Sometimes uh, they could have attacked him. But no. But I mean, like she didn't even bring up the issue of the hoax or the fact that it's not could be raise these questions we just talked about. She didn't even bring up the fact that people were questioning if it was true or not. Correct. It was done as a de facto. This happened. How do you explain this to America? What well, happened? That's to pretty you? much inexcusable. That's what I think, and I, I think in, in, that she and the producers who went forward that need to be have some kind of like forced vacation, suspension, some kind of thing to like say like, look, this wasn't just bad journalism. This was like really the worst journalism ever. And like, if you're really that bad at your job, usually you get like a little suspension or time time out or some kind of reflection period to figure out why you were so fucking horrible. Is his show what? Uh, what network is Empire on? It's on Fox. It's, so it wasn't the same network where he did this interview. With no, Apple. it was ABC. It was a, a G, a GMA and ABC. Well, I can't. I can't figure it out really. No, it's just more <laughs> of a. I think it was just more of a. We want to be on the right side of this. This, this hate crime, right? Mm-hmm. And we want Robin Roberts, the person, person to do it. She just. I would have said no. I'm not doing the softball interview with him. 
But she clearly doubted. I mean, I think her, her, her emotions were real, whatever that means for a journalist. She clearly bought it. She said the word beautiful and cried. I mean... But was she not... She, if she had familiarized herself with the incident, she would have had a question. Yes. And, and she was aware that so many people were questioning it. So even if you want to do the softball and then say, look, um, you know, can you just address that people are saying that you made this up and maybe here's one thing that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like that would be at least just press them somewhat on objective. You could at least argue that's kind of objective journalism. Yes. At least pretend that you're being objective. Yeah. Nothing. I just don't understand how you could be so incredibly bad. Like, you know, if, if, if a punter kicked the ball in, in two, like the Chicago field goal kicker missed the field goals, you lose your job. You know, something happens when you're horribly wrong. If a punter starts kicking the ball backwards, uh, you, you lose your job very quickly. Do you think she's, well, do you know if she's addressed this since? She has addressed it as that she's, everybody, everybody who was strong on his side have come out now as, the word is sad. They always say they're sad. Mm. How sad they are, they, or they were betrayed. They feel betrayed. Although a lot of them are just saying now, uh, I saw Tyler Perry came out and said, we need to wait for all the facts. Like a lot of them are saying, we need to wait for all the facts. We need for this process to play out. Like, yeah, but you didn't originally wait for the process to play out. You <laughs> declared him completely, completely honest, and now that he's found to be dishonest, you're now you're saying for the facts. <laughs> like, what? Is, what the hell is that? Wait for the process. To, we, I caution everyone to wait for the process to play out now. Um, but mostly, they're just saying they're betrayed or feel sad. They feel sad, like they've been like Robin Roberts was victimized by Jesse Smollett for being such a fucking horrible journalist. <laughs> I, I just I can't imagine you could be that bad at your job in such a high profile position. And just go to work the next day. And I was like, all right, cool. All right, next day. What, what should we do next? Matt, I want to ask you about uh, the Times Up. I think you're a big member of Times Up in Hollywood, right? That's the group that formed after Me Too to address the in inequalities of against women in Hollywood. It's a sanctimonious lobbying group for yes. females in the entertainment. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, um, God, name any high profile. Uh, 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 the girl who, uh, fuck, what's her name? We've got the uh, the showrunner. Jennifer Lawrence. The Grey's, Grey's Anatomy showrunner. Ron, uh, Rhonda Shimes. Shonda okay. Rhimes. Rhonda Ron, Shimes. Shonda Rhimes. Whatever. She's got a $100 million deal at Netflix. Uh, she put in money. Spielberg, of course, even though he's a guy, put in like $2 million. They raised like $25 million for like the Time's Up fund, which was supposed to help women. The, the way they framed it was it's going to help women who are uh, gender oppressed in all industries. But they mostly just went to Hollywood as, as like as a, as just for just for convenience sake. Let's just pick Hollywood as the example <laughs> of our you know not not the lettuce pickers, the female lettuce immigrant lettuce pickers right, right. who are fucking sexually assaulted in the field and paid half paid half of his money because they can't complain because they're illegal. Uh, let's just go with like uh, 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 Jennifer Lawrence as our right. victim as our victim. So they hired Lisa Borders to be the head of Times Up, the group. And uh, I think you were shocked to learn that she was the former. I don't know how you don't know this. She was the former commissioner of the WNBA. <laughs> WNBA. Um, What's that job entail? I don't. I don't know exactly. <laughs> well, I assume that most of that job is uh, issuing statements about how unfair it is, how much women in the WNBA are being paid. Uh, that seems to be the only press releases they ever provide. 
is how they only make 120 grand a year, and LeBron's making 30 million. Mm. Um, before that, she was an executive at Coca-Cola. So I think when you're a black woman, uh, God bless her, she's a black woman on a Fortune 500 uh, board or a senior executive at a company. So there aren't many of those. So then she gets she she's like 60. She gets hired to be uh, the head of the WNBA, which I think you can we can all agree is a cush position. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming she was not making Goodell money or Adam Silver money, but still, it's probably paid her a million bucks or some obscene amount of money for what she was doing. Right. Uh, and, and by the way, since none of, none of us have ever heard her name before, let's just say her job was wasn't that involved. <laughs> wasn't that involved? No. We've we've done like 100 WNBA stories and never heard her name. So let's assume she wasn't working all. That, she wasn't working all that hard. She worked from home a lot. <laughs> yeah, she was a, a, a remote remote worker, yeah. commuted virtual commuter. <laughs> uh, she probably. Went, I guess she had courtside seats to the uh, the Lynx games. Cross time zones. <laughs> Don't you hate that shit? <laughs> like, sorry, it's like two a.m. for me. I'm in the Bahamas. It's like, <laughs> all right, shut up. Fucking yeah, fuck off. Um, but then she got hired to be. There was a big announcement. She's a friend of Oprah, which is very important. She got hired to be the head of Times Up, and she was gonna. It started issuing the statements about how Hollywood is unfair, everybody's unfair to women, all this sort of stuff. Believe her, a big thing on Believe Her, uh, which is that uh, the Hillary Clinton thing started, which is that when a woman accuses a man of sexual sexual indecencies, you need to believe her no matter what, which, of course, has kind of be very party, de- party political party dependent. Because um, uh, I don't think the lieutenant, lieutenant governor of uh, Virginia now has two women coming out against him. But there's not a lot of believe, believe uh, hers against him. Um, so there definitely is a there's a bias there. What if like a homeless crackhead female prostitute <laughs> yes. accused Barack Obama of uh, sexually of, of just uh, touching her butt inappropriately? I think nothing. I think uh, nothing would have happened. Although I think if she had accused Brett Kavanaugh, she would have had eight hours in front of the Senate, <laughs> in front of the Senate <laughs> giving giving whacked out testimony. Um, there's definitely a, there's definitely a bias in that, and the, but the biggest bias among all is that women are supposed to be believe her head of Times Up supposed to be believe her, so Lisa Borders, all of a sudden a month into her job has to resign because her son, who goes by the name Dijon, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. is a masseuse is a healing artist and masseuse. Dude, if you're a guy in your 30s and you're a healing artist, masseuse and healing artist, you're just doing it to get laid. I mean, there's just no other. There's a sexual. There's definitely a sexual component involved in that occupation. Yeah, and yeah. But if you can make money off banging hippie chicks, then more power to you. Uh, D, his website. Although was, I bet you doesn't make a lot of money. No, I don't think so. His website name was Dijon's Dimensions, and he offered chocolate therapy. <laughs> chocolate therapy. Uh, like smell. Like he would use chocolate as a form of healing. He's just making shit up. Yeah, I think he was uh, a different aromas, and then. At some point, other basic shit. He met up a woman who was a. Uh, you pull up her picture. She's a, a yoga instructor. They met on a retreat on a yoga retreat. So you always trust people. Apparently, people in the yoga community trust each other quite a bit. Yeah, they're like, oh, you're in yoga. I'm in yoga. Let's just get naked in front of each other, and we're not going to touch each other. <laughs> uh, so Dijon, after knowing him for a year, this woman lets Dijon give her invites Dijon to her house to give her a nude massage, and he slathers her. I like the word slather. He slathers her in coconut oil. Proceeds to massage her, including fingering all her holes, basically. Okay. Uh, which seems inappropriate. I wouldn't return to that. I'd be very upset if that happened. Uh, I think Kraft paid for that shit. But uh, you're not supposed to... I don't think you're supposed to do that. I think even health-wise, you don't want to get chocolate inside your uh, private parts. No, no, definitely not. There's enough chocolate in there as it begins. Um, so so uh, over, and the story unfolds. Over, time, over the next several days, this woman, who is a healer as well, feels betrayed by her healer friend, 
who she believes used her sexually. And they actually have conversations. She and the guy have conversations back and forth that move from her feeling, letting him know she felt uncomfortable, to then deciding four days later that it was sexual assault. She files charges. Cut to Lisa Borders now being forced to resign from Time's Up because she wants people to believe her son that he's not a sex criminal and that he's being uh, that this is unfair charge a sex assault charge against him, and because she wants to support her son, she no longer can be part of Times Up because she no longer believes her. <laughs> she believes him mm-hmm. because, of course, now it's someone who matters to her, and it's another at least fifty-fifty bogus type charge. Clearly, there's whether he gets convicted or not, or whether or not it's a real assault seems rather up in the air given the circumstances. Uh, but she is deciding in that fifty-fifty case to believe her son. And therefore, she no longer jibes with this female movement of believe her, and she's been forced to resign her job at Time's Up. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Which, would you say, shows the inherent hypocrisy of believe her, as if we haven't seen it before, which is like, believe her unless it affects you, pers- <laughs> unless it affects you personally in any way whatsoever, then yeah. maybe you should believe the guy. Yeah. Or if you're the person. I well, mean, yeah, for sure then. Uh, what if uh, certainly, you know, there's lesbians accused of uh, sexually harassing other lesbians and other straight women at their position and whatnot? I mean, who do you believe in that case? They're both her. Oh, good one, Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> believe Butch or believe uh, a Sub? Whatever. Anyone that makes a, just a hard and fast proclamation of a rule that doesn't factor in reason or circumstance and... and uh, goes by that just an absolute is a total fucking idiot um you know it's the same thing as a cop saying you were speeding and you go no i wasn't he goes yeah the speed limit's 35 you were going 36 and i'm gonna give you a ticket and you go why and he's like because you know of the safety and, and then you realize he just doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> right it's like just that give you a ticket it's just it's just a moron um well it's, it's it's another one of these pendulum swings right where like so women feel like in the past that women who were raped were not believed. And therefore, now you have to believe all of them. But it wasn't like all women who were raped were not believed in the past. It wasn't like this, like in 1960 or 1970, men raped women and women had no recourse. Yeah. A lot of times women were, like, uh, women who got around, as they say, uh, were not believed as much as other as other people when they claimed they were raped because they slept around and therefore people would go, oh, she's just a whore. She, she, doesn't, she couldn't have been raped. Uh, but it wasn't like, all women were not believed. It wasn't like there were never sexual crimes or sexual assault crimes or women are raped. They didn't go after the guy and kill the guy or imprison him and stuff like that. But now the pendulum swing is like all, just all women have to be believed. And we read that stat from the FBI, I think it was, that 8% or more of these sexual assault allegations proved to be completely made up. Yeah, and the, and the rapes that you're talking about, which, which may have been unjustly not pursued or prosecuted or may have, those were you know the accused-style Jodie Foster you know, hardcore. What we think of, like, a, what what I think of as raping. Right. This was a, a chick with a guy she knew. Invited him to his house. Invited, invited her, her house, over. Got naked. They probably who knows something happened. She maybe did or didn't say stop. She let him finish the massage. Yes. Um. Then you know everything was cool, and she oh and his erect penis brushed up against her while it was inside of his pants. <laughs> Well, at this point, it's like, is having a boner in public? I mean, obviously, you can't take it out, but uh, certainly we've all been guilty of, uh, you know, if you're watching a sex scene at the Grove 
and, and Jennifer Lawrence shows her boobs and you get a boner. I mean, are you now, uh, have you been me too at that point? How is it his fault if you had a boner? She's naked. She's not stupid. She got naked. She's covered in chocolate. She let him finish the massage. She's slathered in coconut oil. I don't oil. believe that in her accusation, he held her down while she's oiled up, which would be hard to do in the first place, and you know, digitally raped her. I don't think it's like that at all. I think she was like... Well, we're both naked and horny and stoned, and shit got a little out of hand. And now that I think about it, um, because by the way, she's an activist prior to this. Yes, you know, of course. so you got to always factor that in. Well, she decided. Guess what? I think I was raped, and that's frankly, it's not the same thing. It shouldn't be in the same category. And I don't blame the woman for sticking up for her son. Well, I don't blame her other than the fact that she's been telling people not to stick up for their sons for for however long that's been. Well, no, she realizes. She knew it was bullshit when she took the money. Probably, right? probably. <laughs> like the, I, 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 she strikes me as someone who probably I don't know her background for sure. It's like a Schindler's List type of scenario. <laughs> yes. She's realized she with was cho- wrong. with chocolate sauce. <laughs> it's not as serious. I think I think she doesn't realize she was wrong. I think she realizes now her 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 position is going to cost her son his freedom, and he's being false. And he probably explained to her what happened. She. She strikes me as a woman who took on this political air and this is this social air for Time's Up and Me Too and all that stuff. But deep down, like any other, she's probably a very practical woman and a very practical mother. And she knows that this woman didn't get raped right. in her definition. And she couldn't say that publicly about other cases. But now that it affects her family, she has to say it. And therefore, she can't say it as part of Time's Up. So she has to resign. That's the huge hypocrisy of this all. Right. There's all these moms. There's a group now of moms whose sons have been accused of uh, uh, of sexual harassment or assault on college campuses, they formed like a support group and they go around to do media media speeches and stuff like that because their sons were, were were accused and then found later found not guilty of se- of sex crime and they're like they're go- employing people like this Times Up group to say stop saying all women are you know uh, you know before any adjudication of this all women are to be believed and, and they were assaulted because it's killing kids like our sons. Um, and we didn't realize it before. We were behind you before, but now that's affecting, and we're involved in these actual cases. It's affecting people we know. We actually see the horror of this, which is that what you're doing is actually hurting guys, uh, innocent guys. Now, the Dijon dimension, I don't know how innocent he is, uh, but the mom at least, mom at least has, mom at least has his back, and so she has to quit. The whole thing just is so, there's so much rank hypocrisy in these groups. That you know, they're always activists until they're always for people for this perfect world until it affects them personally, and then all of a sudden there's a there's a concession that has to, there's a concession that has to be made. Matt, I want to finish on uh, a man who urinates on young girls. I know that's a big topic for you. Mm. Um, <laughs> R. Kelly. Somehow, everyone, I, I, we did this with Weinstein, and uh, like after 25 years, suddenly realized he was a disgusting, disturbing dude. Like the New Yorker piece comes out, and all of a sudden, all, everyone has to go, Oh my God, I didn't know how Harvey Weinstein was like that, even though everybody was like that. And then last, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Brian Singer. What? Brian Singer has parties with the uh, Twinks, <laughs> Teen Twinks in his house. What, what, what is this? This is outrageous. Like we only learned that during the Bohemian Rhapsody filming somehow. Uh, even though I think uh, that's the first thing I, very first thing I learned in terms of gossip when I got to Hollywood, uh, everybody knows. But now R. Kelly, suddenly after skating free for like twenty five years of, of having sex with and, and, and urinating on video camera on young girls, uh, is arrested for like eight thousand counts of sexual assault. He's going to go away for like ten million years. Uh, I mean, this is the end of R. Kelly. 
Uh, and everyone's like, oh, well, what is this R. Kelly guy? Who, he's like, what? He's sexually assaulted. And these cases, by the way, he's going away for are from 1999. Yeah. I mean, he's literally going away for 20-year-old cases that people knew about 20 years ago and so many people covered up for. Nobody cared about. Even his fans still, like probably till a few days ago, were like saying it was all fake. It was all fake, an attempt to take him down. And that because he sings romantic songs and women love him, he can't possibly be a rapist. <laughs> uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, how many times are we going to like pretend that we didn't know for 20 years this guy was like raping girls? And I then, don't know, because everyone knew there was a tape. I mean, I knew that when I was in high school. We got off on those charges in, was it 2006, I think? He was found not guilty. Because they said they couldn't identify, and she didn't want to testify. The girl didn't want to testify. But we still knew it was true. Yes. And then, I don't. I haven't followed it too closely. Now there's, like, other tapes. Many other tapes. So, by the way, who fucking... At what point did they decide to or to not have probable cause to... Uh, searches the tapes they according sex dungeons so this is where michael michael avenatti has re-entered the fray i love a good porn lawyer like if you're if you're just willing to commit to the fact that you're in a for a while there he had these very higher higher moral aspirations <laughs> like he's gonna run for president he was a civil rights activist he was going to be a defender of the common man but at the end he's just a scummy lawyer yeah if you just dedicate yourself to being a scummy lawyer you can get involved in a lot of big shit yeah uh so he has the sex tapes in his possession now uh, from but how did he get these? The cl- the girls who uh, either the girl the girls who were raped back then came for have come forward, and somehow he got possession of the of the evidence on tape, and now he's like prominent again in the uh, taking. Now he's like defender of women, bemoaning R. Kelly's attack on on, on teenage. So girls. how does it work with watching these tapes? Uh, it's an honest question. Do you have to have like someone present like to make sure you're not beating off to him? <laughs> Because like it's child pornography, right? Yeah, so, I don't know what the odds are you would get off to watching an R. Kelly piano. Girl, I don't know. That's that is not what I meant by any means. I'm just saying it somebody is somebody might. R. Kelly certainly well, someone did. might. But, but it is child porn. So can you just have them and watch them? Can you show them to your whole? I staff? think they read that. Uh, you mean talking about Avenatti? Yeah. Oh, he's definitely watching them on, on, a a slow, on a slow Saturday night. <laughs> uh, I assume they make a redacted version of them, which okay. is blur, a blurred version of the girl. Okay. I would just assume, but I don't really know. But I know the jur- the juries have often have to see in private like really horrific things. Right. Like it was a child porn case. I think they have to see some of the child porn and stuff like that to actually make it render a decision. Um, but it is like, how odd is it that a guy who everyone has known likes fifteen year old girls? And uh, he's not not necessarily violent with them, but he likes to have sex with young girls. I mean, since he was like twenty five, now he's like fifty something. Uh, and I, don't, he, I don't think he's violent, but he, I think he's very manipulative. He's manipulative I, for sure. I think he like restricts their movement and yeah, yeah. But I mean, he, he's paid. He's bought them gifts. He's paid. For, I mean, these have been doting fans of his. Yeah, they haven't been like he's not picking girls up like in a, in a van and driving them off. These are girls who are seduced by his. Celebrity and his and his. But he's looks saying like you're a fat piece of shit if you tell anyone you'll never yeah. work in this. Oh pattern. yeah, no, he's a horrible dude. Yeah, and th- th- this idea that he was keeping overage like girls in his cult, sex cult. Of course he was, uh, but again, they were free to leave anytime they wanted. But this stuff's been going on for so long, and then we just all have to pretend like. Not to mention, there must be at least like uh, Avenatti has claimed he's going after the other people who helped cover him up. How many people must be involved in this cover up for twenty years that he was n- the cops in Chicago? prosecutors, record people, the girls, of course, he just paid off, never came forward with all this shit before. Yeah. I mean, how could you have tapes of you, like, assaulting underage girls from 20 years ago, and apparently people knew about these, and you never go to, you never go to prison? 
And why? Yeah, if you're complicit, complacent, complicit. Someone made the tape. Someone, <laughs> someone filmed. Someone filmed the video. Someone was giving the girl handling the girls. Yeah, if you knew about it, that's. I mean, fuck Robert Kraft. Like you're trafficking, yes. like literally in child pornography, <laughs> right? And yeah, there's no way that his manager, who I saw part of the series on uh, Lifetime. There's zero chance he didn't know about the tapes. They all know. They, so if everyone knows, it's like, look, man, I mean, you you enabled a lot of a lot of young girls to get hurt. You know, this is a problem. You should you should be uh, prosecuted as a, a, a what do you call it? An assailant? Accessory. Accessory. Accessory to the crime. Well, I mean, it was same thing was true with Cosby for forty years. How many people knew that Cosby was like putting roofies and girls' drinks up in his hotel room and, and, and splooging on their toes. I think less than this, but really? certainly someone knew. They all, I think they all knew. I mean, it was like, I think it was a joke. I mean, first of all, they, know, they all knew he was sleeping. They all knew these girls were going to his hotel room. It was his own joke, too. Yes, he like had a bit about Spanish flies. Yeah, it was his own joke, too. But all, everybody in his entourage and his close friends obviously knew he was inviting women up to his hotel room at 2 in the morning. Right. He was a married guy. They all knew when he was in Vegas or Reno or... L.A. He was inviting chicks up to his up to his room to have sex. They may not have known he was drugging them and what the hell he was doing in their ears, ear canals. <laughs> <laughs> but they certainly they certainly knew, and somebody was certainly getting him drugs uh, and other things like that, and, and making taking the girls, driving the girls lifeless home after after the events. Other people knew. I, I just this this town is so fucking hypocritical. The entertainment business is so hypocr- hypocritical to jump on the R. Kelly. R. Kelly is a sexual assault bandwagon in February of 2019. <laughs> it's like, that's like, I don't know what that's like. It's like being a, a fan of a, a football team was great in the 80s, and now you're jumping on, you're jumping on the Patriots bandwagon now yeah. after seven super six Super Bowl titles. Yeah, and and all these fucking just regular citizens, not even people in the entertainment business, being like, have you seen this Lifetime uh, documentary, man? It's like apparently R. Kelly's this pedophile. Yes. It's like, all right, well. Kind of same goes for you and and Lifetime as well, by the way. Like, you're just jumping on this bandwagon all of a sudden when it's just been out there and and you're talking to me like, I'm not like, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't work for TMZ. I don't even follow this type of stuff. I don't care about it. But you knew that R. Kelly was uh, having sex with underage girls. Yeah. You knew that he was. It was a skit on Chappelle's show. (laughs) Yes. I know. (laughs) They sued him, I think. So here's the problem. When guys, Weinstein or Cosby or, or R. Kelly, uh, singer, when they're making money for people, everybody who's getting made money for turns a blind eye, right? Yeah, because they're like, why would I? Why would the record label not cover R. Kelly when he's making him a shitload of money? The concert promoters, the cops in Chicago, maybe are getting paid to work security for him, getting sweet deals. You've got it's talking about corruption. I mean, this is like real. I'm not sure billionaires do this shit. I'm not, I'm not so worried about billionaires. I'm worried about like corrupt millionaires. <laughs> Well, what if what if in this web, what if what if this got back to Michael Jordan? Oh, really? What did Michael Jordan do? Well, no, he just Michael Jordan and R. Kelly were buddies. Oh, were they? Because uh, R. Oh, Kelly did Chicago. the, uh, I believe I, no, that yeah, for Space Jam he did I believe I can fly. Oh, right, right. And they're they're both lived in Chicago and they're rich. Yeah, I imagine guys. like probably I don't know, five hundred people in law enforcement knew about R. Kelly like for the last twenty years. Like the fact that it's coming out now, they took Avenatti, the porn lawyer. The porn star lawyer to come forward with stuff to make this happen. It's just fucking. It's just sick. I hate. I just hate people in this business. I, I don't. I don't want to talk about the. We're not going to talk about the Fox deal today, where the Fox ripped off David Boreanaz of all people on Bones for 179 million dollars. People in this town. I think that's why I laugh. Like when we see the Oscars and they're they're always like fucking giving sermons about shit. People don't understand like how literally corrupt people in this town are. Not everybody, 
but like most everybody, yeah, uh, how horrible they are, at least in the passive sense, how much shit they like go on knowing about it, not saying anything about it. All the Harvey Weinstein stuff, all the Cosby stuff, they all knew about this stuff. Ripping off Fox, ripping off David Boreanaz on profit share, they all know about this stuff. No one says anything. This is the most fucking horrible city in the world. I'm going to let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Something you wish to pimp and promote? Uh, not really. MattRalston.net, Instagram, the Matt Ralston, Twitter, at Matthew Ralston. Will we be doing any free, uh, free Bob Kraft protests or anything like that? Free the penis? I might. If I could get in his inner circle, I'd be fine with it. You hang out with he and the rappers? He's, he's friends with the rappers? Yeah. I, what, was I, the, what was the Meek Mill story? That, that um, Flavor Flav hip-hop chain medallion thing that he has was given to him by Meek Mill. <laughs> For somehow lobbying for Meek Mill to get out of uh, oh, to get out of prison jail because he was in jail unjustly, so that's why he was wearing that big um, it says championship medallion. <laughs> you love a man in a, in a big bit of jewelry. I, I, way, I well, I love a seventy-seven-year-old Jewish guy rocking a gold chain, <laughs> yes, a I gold did. chain. Yeah. Twenty with less than twenty-four hours after getting a hand job. Yeah, what a player he is. I just Lex, last man on earth. Talk to you next week. She was massaging my booty, then dove in my thighs and start touching my nut. Suck. Fuck, yeah, then I put a little bitty sweat in my hips to let her know I like it Something was about to go down, you could see it a mile away, you don't have to be psychic She said, you want something? I said, yes I do She said, you big strong man, I really like you I said, I like you too And she said, you want that hand? Sucky, fucky, tell me right now cause I need to know I said, I'll have all three of those Then I thought, ooh, she a little freaky hoe She said, I give it to you for cheap You give me $125 I said, okay, here you go Low key, I was feeling kinda awkward She jacked me off and gave me my top first I stayed quiet as I watched her My dick had a strong posture She said, you ready big like a monster She got naked, then I humped her I'm loving this little